Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Barrett. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hey! And on today's episode, we're discussing Season 6, Episode 7, Nebraska. On this episode, Dexter and Brian have some family time. Jonah tells a whale of a story. Random motel owners pick the wrong passenger to fuck with. And Deb reminds Quinn that they're still not dating anymore. What did you guys think of this episode overall? I mean, you know, I remember watching this for the first time and being so excited that they brought Rudy back. And, uh, or, well, Rudy slash Brian. Um, and it, I just, I can't help but feel like this was a total waste. It had no bearing on really anything that has happened so far or that's that's coming down the pipe. It was just it was filler. Yeah, terrible. I mean, awful. Not one good redeeming value to this episode. It's just right in the middle of a season we threw in something that has nothing to do with anything. Oh yeah. I finally hit the wall. And was like, fuck this show. (laughs) I was like, this is the stupidest. This is my least favorite episode of all of them. This is, I just, not even for a second was I excited to see Rudy. Because I was like, there's no reason to see Rudy. I don't know why he went to Nebraska. Let's leave the Trinity shit alone. I'm, I'm over it. And the fact that they went to Kearney, Nebraska. Which is like, my family lived in Kearney, Missouri. So it was like a weird like I was just like I'm I'm done I don't it was a, yeah. it was a slap in the face man all of it I wanted to cry <laughs> it's, just like, you know, they it, it's funny pissed all over they, the best uh, season I remember when this first aired that this got really good reviews like people loved this episode and and I I went back and looked at it and yeah it was getting like eight or nines and in all of the reviews for it and i think it ended up being the highest rated episode of this season if not this season and the next i almost thought it was a scott buck episode but it's not (laughs) but no man it was close let me tell you (laughs) unironically this is like my favorite episode of this season I love this episode. No! It's it's Wendy West, who I almost always love her scripts. It's a Wendy West episode. Um, It's so completely bananas. And the fact that they found a way to just like put the whole doomsday nonsense on hold for an episode so that Dexter and Brian could ride again. It's like it's also like the ultimate this is what I wanted Dexter to be after season 1. This is what I wanted it to be after they instead of them killing Brian, I wanted like at least a season where Dexter and Brian were just on on a rampage. And yeah. You get that, you get this motel owner who just picked the wrong person to fuck with. <laughs> Which is awesome, and you get something that they almost never do in this show, which is they address something that happened in a prior season, and you get some some follow up and some uh, some updates on what's going on with Trinity's family. But didn't that depress solid fucking episode? <laughs> but did the, 
<laughs> but did that not depress you more? It's like, oh wow, this is what this show could have been. Uh, you know, like, oh, remember back yeah. when we were good? We had Brian, or we had the Trinity Killer, and now you've got this. See, I feel like they brought uh, they brought uh, Brian back. And because it had been so long since we'd had Brian, and because they hadn't had any had anybody working on writing for him for so long, he has more lines in this one episode than I think he has in all of season one. Like he's just constantly like throwing jokes and one-liners at Dexter, like just nonstop ribbing him. And I was all for it. Every every one of them worked for me. It was it was a thing of beauty. And then he just goes home, yeah. and it's over, and the next episode's like it never happened, so... Yeah. I think that, yes, if this had come earlier, like, if this would have been a thing that happened earlier in the series, I probably would have been more on board with it. Where it sat, in terms of, like, how far we've gone, it was... It, I was That's why I was so upset. It was like, this should have been done sooner. Was it done well? Yes. But it should have been sooner. I get that they did more with Brian than they did in his in season one, which is great if you want to bring him back, but I agree with what Zach said. If it had been earlier, it would make more sense, but now it's just like, okay, we really don't know where we're going with this, so let's flash back to our best work and just piss all over that season by bringing back Trinity's family. I like the idea of seeing how Trinity's family turned out. Sure. Do I like the idea of Jonah as a killer? No. I think they should have just left that story alone. And plus, I hate Brian Rudy in this episode. It's so obnoxious, and it serves no purpose. But he's, he's like action hero Brian. <laughs> right, which is why it's terrible. I mean, is it is it one of your favorites because it's funny? Like, I, it's, here's it's how like I think of it. Bad favorite. It's a, it's a favorite in that I have completely insulated it from the rest of the show this is its own show this is Dexter and the Bride and Dexter and Biney <laughs> Road to the, the, Nebraska the Dexy, Dex and Biney 2 Road to Nebraska as a standalone is like a really bad buddy movie okay sure it's fine I guess <laughs> I mean like the whole thing with him like sleeping with the cashier to get the gun and then just emptying the gun in random roadsides like what is happening oh stupid <laughs> what what show did they drop into the middle of this season because it's I don't not know, Dexter but it was awesome. you know what it reminded me of Have you, did you <laughs> oh, ever really watch bad. the show Six Feet Under <laughs> in uh, Six Feet Under through. it would just randomly go into some batshit daydream that's what this episode felt like. Yeah. The whole episode is that daydream. Well, it is, like, it is completely taking place in Dexter's head, right? Like, yeah. Brian is him, so it's just him going completely bananas. And, uh, and yeah, I just, I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved him going completely bananas and just going on a killing spree in Nebraska. It was hysterical. It almost makes me wonder if it's, like, most Def was like, I can't do any more episodes. And so Wendy, Wendy West was like, oh shit, we needed one more. You know what? I'm just going to write this, this fucking fever dream for Dexter. How fun is that I feel like be? Wendy West has had this script for a couple of seasons. And she's uh, just been like, <laughs> like every time they do, they like try to break a new story, she's like, hey, what if Dexter and, 
and Brian <laughs> go to go to do some stuff in the Hey, what if they go see Jonah from the last season? He's cheap. We can get him back. Was was this during the writer's strike that they just went and randomly grabbed an old, old script? <laughs> an old script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or script from something completely different said, let's just substitute the characters, add in a dude named Dexter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was completely different yeah, this is show. actually a Dukes of Hazard script. That <laughs> right. Wendy West had the spec script for somebody, so... Oh my god. That actually if like when his sense. knives went missing, if they would have like paused and done a voiceover, how the boy is gonna get out of it this time, <laughs> I would have died. Yeah. That would have been great. Instantly becoming a yeah. better episode. Legendary. Well, it starts with Brian Moser helping Dexter get rid of Nick's body. Brother Sam doesn't know you like Brother Brian does, he says. Dexter feels relieved not to have to keep searching for the light inside himself. Deb calls, and Dexter says he will get there as soon as he can. Brian offhanded says, the one that got away. Boom! And, uh, yeah, this <laughs> this trickle, this trickle down of God. Brian being the comedic relief of this entire episode. Uh. He's been waiting five seasons to say that, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like... He is Dexter's mind. Why would Dexter <laughs> say that to himself? I love this so much. Um, Deb tells Dexter that Trinity killed here. his wife and daughter, but Jonas Trinity killed his wife and daughter, but Jonah survived the attack. Brian muses on how it's more than likely that Jonah killed them and took the Trinity name. Deb tells him the city in Nebraska where it happened. Figuring Dexter will need some time off because Trinity killed Rita, she tells him to take the day. Brian lobbies to go to Nebraska and kill Jonah. <laughs> Which, as you know, is like around the corner. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Miami to Nebraska, and they talk about it later, the hours that it takes if you don't stop. It's like, fuck, what are you thinking? Like, that's so crazy. So Deb practically handed him an atlas and said, oh, it's right about here. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a moment where it looks like Dexter like wakes up and he's just driving. <laughs> like he's on the road and he's just like uh, uh, just took a nap. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Still driving. Um, Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Brian took the wheel for a minute there. Oh Christ, Nebraska. <laughs> uh, Travis is doing a newspaper crossword with his sister. He unsuccessfully lobbies her to take the whole day off. He sees Professor Geller outside the window. Travis tells Geller that he's done. Geller says that God has already chosen them and they have no choice. Travis locks him out and Geller says he will continue without him during Travis's little detour. I loved Creeper Geller. Like, he just pops his head and he's like, let me in. (laughs) What is happening? Why are you here? Also still on the run because people are looking for him, yet very much not being caught by anybody. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well and he's he's so stealthy like it feels like it's just whatever edward james almost were to set that day and he's just standing outside like hey you should come with me uh dexter is looking at crime scene photos of rebecca mitchell dead in a tub and sally mitchell beaten to death with a hockey stick they marvel at how jonah used a staircase to appear taller like the real trinity Dexter says it's in his blood, then sees Harrison and gets defensive. Brian talks him into the road trip, and he gets Jamie 
quote, your kid is no problem, quote, Batista, to watch him for an unspecified number of days of nonstop child care. And I like that she's like, I'm not going to bother you. You need this time off. Like, you got his kid for like five days. <laughs> I mean, unspecified you think he's, number he, of days. He, he should probably check in. Maybe. He, I don't he know. Told his last nanny to just take his kid to Orlando. <laughs> so, like, what are you going to do? Which is code for if this kid comes back or not, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also really appreciate Jamie's uh, due diligence to her studies. You know, she is one book nerd, that's for sure. Yeah. She's, she's like, I can't, this is going to be perfect opportunity for me to study. I'm so distracted with Angel around. You're like, what? Why? What is the, what's he doing it, so distracting? How is it easier to study with a baby? <laughs> exactly. With Angel. It's, because it's, it's Angel. Well, Angel sleeps at some point. <laughs> I mean, you would He think. goes to work at some point. But he's probably just following her around like, no, you got to put this on or they'll think you're a prostitute <laughs> or my girlfriend or something. <laughs> Like, <laughs> just like stands over her bed and keeps like covering her up. <laughs> it's it's almost like when they write these episodes, they try to justify things that don't need justifying. <laughs> You're like, most of the time you need some justification for behavior. None of this behavior warrants any justification. Yeah. Just like, cool, I'll take your baby. That's all we need. Like, That's all I do on this show. <laughs> uh yeah, and it, it also could have could have just been handled with like him making an offhanded comment to someone like, "Oh, Jamie can watch the watch Harrison for the next couple days," but instead they have a scene about it so that she can appear and get a credit, I guess. Yeah, um, get that paycheck. Laguerta digs Deb for helping the or for hiding the Doomsday Killer murders in her homicide clearance rate on the elevator after their meeting. Laguerta is somewhat nice for her, but still manages to tell Deb. If she doesn't solve DDK, she's doomed. Brian pushes Dexter to do the cashier. Dexter misunderstands and has sex with her in the back room, but it's not a lost cause. He steals her gun. He and Brian drive around shooting holes in the street signs. They arrive in Kearney, Nebraska, past a horribly photoshopped silo. (laughs) What a a scene. This whole scene, man. (laughs) Like... Every single second of it, I'm like, what show am I watching? (laughs) I was so confused. So bizarre. So Dexter's own brain miscommunicated to him what he wanted him to do with the cashier. Because Brian is Dexter's own brain. So so Dexter's own brain said, we should do her. And then his own brain was like, oh yeah, we should. And then he takes her in the back. And then his brain's like, no, this isn't what we meant. Yeah, but we can still get the gun. Okay. Mwah. (laughs) It's it's terrible. I have nothing (laughs) redeeming to say, and you're so excited about this episode. I'm excited about this. I feel bad being negative. (laughs) (laughs) We've crushed Zach's spirit finally. So now we need (laughs) Zach's not even saying anything. Zach has no friends anymore. Friendship is dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm burying myself in my own shallow grave. (laughs) Trying to find your own light. (laughs) Dexter goes into a hardware store and finds Jonah working there. Jonah walks up to him and says, Hello, Dexter Morgan. He figured out who Dexter was in the press after Rita died. 
Jonah, who does not know Dexter killed Trinity, tells Dexter about how he heard him fight and kill his mother before Jonah fought him and fought him off and he ran. Dexter tells Jonah he's sorry for his loss, and Jonah says the same. He tells Dexter to go back to Miami. Brian says the fun is just beginning. Um, the whore of Babylon, a.k.a. Holly, is interviewed by Angel and Deb at the hospital. She tells them she was blindfolded and heard one call the other professor. She said they were making her drink blood. Angel reveals that Jamie is going on a date with Louis Green, Masuka's intern. He asks Deb to get Dexter back. I mean, I can see how those are linked. So. Dexter pulls into a motel room with a flat tire. He pays the guy behind the counter to patch his tire and give him a room. The motel guy is awfully suspicious of Dexter and his story about being a landscaper. Brian leads Dexter down a shortcut through a cornfield that has a pot farm hidden inside of it. Yeah, you can't. Your hands aren't very callous for being a landscaper. <laughs> I work gloves. Like, what? <laughs> oh my god! Also, this like backwoodsy, like hotel motel guy or whatever with the whole pot farmer thing. Like they're just piling on these these like stereotypes of like, and it's in Nebraska, so it's like I'm even more confused because it feels more like Ozarks. But it's, it's Nebraska. I don't. Well, it's too much Midwest. And, and this, it's too, the Midwest it's too, is all the same. But, but to this everyone guy in Nebraska, it. the guy who runs a motel and has like a secret pot farm, like sixty feet from it, like he wouldn't be suspicious of Dexter. He'd be like, "Do you want to buy my weed?" Like that's that <laughs> I, guy. That, yeah. Like, what does he think he's doing? Yeah. Gotta sell it to his people that come through. Like. Well, he's in Nebraska. That's the only way he can, because there's no other people in Nebraska, apparently. Where else are you going to find weed in Nebraska? Right. Not like it grows like a weed everywhere. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Geller is shown removing testins from an alligator. That's a, she- that's a scene in the show. Uh, Wee! <laughs> that Mike happens. reads from Revelation about the horror of Babylon. It says, quote, She'll be drunk with the blood of the saints. Hence them making her drink blood, their blood. Lewis and Masuka overhear the detectives say Geller's male students who could be suspects with a pool of 2,400 guys. Lewis says he could work to narrow it down with his mad computer skills. So good. Uh, Lewis shows Jamie his game. It's a creepy 3D angel walking into the camera. (laughs) Teb shows up and uses Jamie's number to get Dexter to answer Dexter fakes bad reception and ends the call. He rushes off to kill Jonah with the motel owner watching suspiciously. Dexter doesn't know yet if Jonah meets Harry's code. Brian argues with him. What more do you need to prove that Jonah's guilty? Dexter's knives and forensic kit are missing from the trunk. The motel guy must have done it. Dexter goes into Jonah's house to look for some telltale sign of his guilt. He finds three specks of blood high in the stairwell. Dexter makes a homemade test for bleach in the kitchen. He returns to find Jonah standing next to the stairs. Jonah says, get the fuck out of my house. Dexter uses his magic spray to prove that Jonah is lying. Jonah asks if Dexter killed Trinity. Dexter says yes. Jonah runs outside and takes off in his car. There's a neighbor watching, so Dexter doesn't chase, but leaves slowly with his car. (laughs) Dexter returns to the motel owner and finds him with his stuff. The guy tries to sell the knives back for $10,000. 
The motel owner pulls a knife on Dexter, and Dexter pitchforks him, and they do a semi-clever American Gothic shot. <laughs> it's so bad, like so hokey. <laughs> Just all bad. It's all bad. Uh, Brian calls bullshit on Dexter's pre-kill sermons. He says Dexter just likes to see the light leave their eyes. The pitchfork corpse is remarkably bloodless. Uh, Brian hypes Dexter up. Dexter says that after he kills Jonah, that he and Brian will keep going. Dexter hauls the body into the bad CGI silo and drops him in. The fall is bad CGI, and the body sinks into the corn. Yeah, because where do you hide a body if you don't have an ocean? What do you what do you do with it? I don't know. Silo, gotta be a silo. Or you could dig a hole like the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> How can they play up that they're in Nebraska if they don't involve corn? You should have made him into a scarecrow mm-hmm. over the pot farm. Yes. Now there's an idea. Would have made this a better episode. He hides behind the rest. That's that's a horror movie idea there. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's Jeepers Creepers. Been done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And children of the corn. We've been there, done that. Is it beating you or be eating you? It's the Jeepers Creepers guy's license plate tag is Ugh. be eating you. Yeah, beating you. <laughs> uh, Travis throws a picture of Geller and a bunch of books into a bag. He takes them to Geller's hideout. Geller starts telling stories about evil in the world, a girl abducted and raped, a bombing. Travis gets angry, and Geller asks Travis if he's going to kill him. Travis says he wants to be free. Geller says he releases him, and he'll talk to God. Quinn comes to Deb and apologizes for fucking the professor chick and for proposing. Quinn says he still sometimes expects her to be there when he gets home, but then he opens the door, and everything's so neat and clean, which is not how it would be if Deb were there. Deb apologizes for hurting him over the proposal. They kiss, but Deb gently says they can't, and Quinn says, we're over, aren't we? Over, over. Because we hadn't picked up on this yet. Nothing can happen in this episode that doesn't involve Dexter, Aaron. (laughs) My bad. Nothing nothing like a little apology with a backhanded insult to seal the deal. (laughs) You're like... Well, yeah, we're over, over, right? Let's make out real quick. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. We can't. Like, uh, I did like her laughing at him, like joking about how messy she is. That was a that was a cute moment. That was. There's a good line. There's one. <laughs> one. Uh, Brian calls or tells Dexter that this is what their life could have been if Dexter hadn't killed him. I know, and it makes me so mad. <sighs> Uh, Jonah calls and asks to meet Dexter at the hardware store. Jonah attacks Dexter, but he overpowers him. Jonah begs Dexter to kill him. Jonah says that Rebecca killed herself. And Jonah says that his mother kept defending the father, Trinity. When Jonah found Rebecca, he lost it and he beat his mother to death. Brian keeps arguing for Dexter to kill him, but Dexter walks through him and says, Uh oh, Biney's mad. There's a. F- so he's. <laughs> Good. He's mad at him, his own brain. <laughs> like it's like it's such a conflict. I I don't know. Like <laughs> uh, Dexter's mind is such a I don't know a, a swamp of ideas. <laughs> Inside Out Four just wasn't what they were going for. I don't think. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Dexter's with different emotions. 
but really, I watched that. No, though. it's like uh, Brian's up there, Harry's up there, Dokes is up there. Like everyone he's killed is up there. Camilla, she's got to be up there eating pie. Yeah. Whenever Dexter gets Dexter's hungry, gluttony. he has Camilla. It's Camilla, yeah. Yeah, um, oh that could God. be the Dexter reboot that they keep talking about. Is yes. just Dexter with each person he killed along the way, just riding along with them. Like we'll do an episode with a ride along with even Rita. Hell, anybody who died, we can have a ride along with Rita. Like Quantum Leap, but Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a flashback. Bring back the the shrink from episode or season one. Just <laughs> let's see how this yeah. goes. Uh, there's a flashback to Dexter fa- failing to kill Deborah with Brian from season one. Jonah runs out and asks Dexter how he's supposed to live with what he's done. Dexter tells Jonah to forgive himself. He runs over Brian, and Brian fades away as Dexter drives off. So stupid! Just so stupid. How many people is Dexter going to run over throughout the series of the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had two car crashes, and how many people has he ran over? They oh just God. keep going back to the same idea. He ran over himself, you guys. <laughs> uh. he, he ran over that aspect you guys don't seem to like very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Lewis narrowed that. down the list of 2400 down to 200 Deb flips through the list we see Travis Marshall's name and picture Dexter decides that for darkness to exist there has to be light waiting to be found Harry is hitchhiking and Dexter picks him up oh my god just fucking kill me <laughs> so what's your saying <laughs> just when you thought it couldn't get worse <laughs> what you're saying is he didn't like that like, hey son <clears throat> Come, come on in, Dad. Let's let's get back to our old adventures. And somebody thought that was a good idea. Multiple yeah, Scott people. Buck. Scott Buck yeah. thought that was a good idea. Right, this. right. This is a great idea. I know, but Scott Buck had to approve it because he's the showrunner. <laughs> Fucking anus. Turning <laughs> into Christian Bale meltdown mode there. <laughs> Fucking anus. We knew we'd eventually break back. And we pretty much knew this is when it would happen. It's fucking distracting. Yeah. If you're going to bring somebody back, bring back Lila, goddammit. Oh. You want me to trash your lights? You want me to come over there and trash your lights? <laughs> Get the fuck off my set. You and I are done professionally. Uh. This was directed by Romeo Tyrone. <laughs> He was the previous director of photography for several shorts, TV movies, and an Indigo Girls video documentary. He's the cinematographer for seasons one through six. Uh, He was nominated for a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Cinematography for a one-hour series for the season two finale, The British Invasion. And after Dexter, uh, episode they killed Lila, which was great. Um, And after Dexter, he was the DP on 16 episodes and the director of six episodes of True Blood. Um, as I've said many times, this was written by Wendy West, who came from The Closer. Uh, she was a supervising producer and writer, starting in season four and going through season eight. And on after Dexter, uh, she became a producer on The Beast with Patrick Swayze and Inhumans, which did not exist for very long. Uh, both director and writer also last worked together on season five, episode eight, Take It. So... Take it. Yes, they're they're a great team. 
they make good episodes, I suppose. Um, <laughs> or at least, at least okay. I say so. Uh, <laughs> what was the best line of the episode? I liked it uh, when when Brian said that. Uh, I know you don't like it when people get away with murder. I mean, except for you, of course. I like that line. Yeah. I went with a Brian line as well because Brian got all they the good were lines. So great. Um, it's the Midwest. Nobody locks their doors. Yeah. Which is fucking true. My parents don't lock their doors, and it blows me away. Oh, God, it was hard to pick a good one. Uh, I just went with a good old-fashioned dead line involving the F-bomb. Fuck just isn't enough right now. I don't even remember what she was talking about, but that's the best I could do. <laughs> okay, Dale. Uh, <laughs> s- since, you, since you liked this episode so much... I do. What was your favorite line? Oh, man. Um. Gosh, what was that first? Oh, uh, the one that got away. Oh. That was just like the start mm. of all the awesome Brian <laughs> lines. The way he said it, he was like thirsty. <clears throat> he was like, mm, the, the one, one that got, got away. away. About his sister. Because it's Dexter. Yes. <laughs> yes. We all know that Dexter really wants to fuck Deb throughout this entire no, no, series. No, no, no. I mean, no, you're misunderstanding Brian now, too. <laughs> kill. Brian wants to kill Deb. Yeah. Ah. Oh, gotcha. I took it the other way. Okay, gotcha. that makes it less weird. Okay. That, that's not what it was about. <laughs> gotcha. uh, Brian and Deb did hook up in the first season. Right. They absolutely right. did. Right, but Dex thinking it is... Yeah. <laughs> it, when it's his... Yeah, it's weird. So, yeah, I thought the same way. So I guess but then he, he got a little weird, bit but... confused with the, the cashier. <laughs> um, so what was the worst line of the episode? The whole spiel at the end where he's talking about for darkness to exist, there has to be light. I, was, I was like, this... God... This is so healthy. Please let this be the end of Brother Sam and his bullshit story mm-hmm. arc. Mostly. Probably Brother Sam doesn't know what Brother Brian does. Mm. That was one of that was one of my many <laughs> worst, but I'll I think that probably that. stands up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's bad. I uh, give it to Masuka. Good old Masuka coming in for the worst line. Um, Have you been a good girl, Deborah Morgan? Because it's about to be Christmas. God, I didn't hear that line. Or if I did, it did not register. What's that in reference to, Zach? I think he was just... This is when he was asking to get Dexter back or whatever, but he had some sort of like information or or lab work or whatever. Yeah. He found was something. That when they yeah. Approach with a twenty-four hundred list of names. Oh, it's when uh, it's when yeah. Lewis narrowed down the list. Right, right. Yeah. For like two hundred. Something that some. It's something that someone else did that Masuka's taking credit for. Yeah, his entire career. <laughs> and uh, how about the performance of the episode? Well, how do you not give it to Brian? Brian. I mean. I don't know how I could not give it to Brian, but <laughs> I give it to Brian. I'll, I'll take I'll take other opinions. Uh, I went with the backroom bang Betty, the cashier. <laughs> backroom bang Betty. <laughs> yeah, I like to call her the backroom bang Betty. 
Okay. She did not look 18, you guys. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. <clears throat> so terrible. I, I was going to go with Jonah just because I hated everything about this episode and I didn't know what else to pick, but since you loved it so much, let's go with Brian. It's Brian, just, baby. In Dale's honor, I'm going to go with Brian. I don't think we ever see him again, so it's a fitting send-off. Nobody gave it yeah, to the innkeeper. I don't think we're going to see backroom Betty either. But <laughs> Nobody gave it to the innkeeper. I'm shocked. I, I figure one of us would. Eh, fuck that guy. <laughs> he reminds me of uh, the guy that... that Absolutely horrible guy at the in the last like season or so of Breaking Bad. The the, the like white Nazi supremacist, guy? yeah, yeah. It, you know what I'm talking about? I recognize the actor, but I don't remember. If, maybe it is yeah, that I don't guy. Think it I don't is. Know, but it's, I recognize him. No. I got to figure out why he was in another show where he mm-hmm. runs a pot farm. So he gets typecast <laughs> as a pot farmer. <laughs> I mean, like play to your strengths. Yeah, he has those Jim Brewer eyes, so he can't get cast in anything else. <laughs> Crazy eyes. <laughs> Jim Brewer just always looks stoned. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it. Thanks, guys, for uh, for helping me enjoy this beautiful episode, and uh, we will see everyone next time on Deeply Discussing Dexter. <laughs> <laughs>